Welcome to Swamp Welcome to Swamp Eyes. Welcome to Swamp Eyes. I remember as a kid walking to the local swimming baths with my mum and falling over flat in my face right in the pavement. But rather than just standing up, I panicked and proceeded to lie there on the ground and perform the breaststroke in front of all these passing pensioners. When I was asked what I was doing, I just blurted out that I was practising. My mum tried her best not to laugh in my face, but she couldn't help it and I don't blame her. If it was my kid, I would be laughing so hard that no noise would be coming out. I'd just be making that awkward face when you can't tell if someone's laughing or if they've just found out it wasn't really Jesus that fucked them. But that's what being a kid's all about. Learning from mistakes and trying to get as much of the dumb shit out of your system as you can before you're an adult. For example, during the summer holidays in my early teens, me and my friends thought it would be a great idea to try and make a Molotov cocktail. Not to throw at anybody, just to see what it looked like when it exploded. So we did just that, and went to an old, derelict piece of waste ground on an industrial estate to watch it explode. My mate grabbed the bottle and threw it as far as he could up into the air, and we watched it come crashing down onto the concrete and smash to pieces. But there was no explosion. We were too dumb to realise that you had to light the bloody thing on fire before throwing it, so of course there was no explosion. We might as well have knocked a bottle of Jameson's off the top shelf in Tesco, it would have given the same effect. But thank fuck we didn't light it on fire. Imagine there was an accident and one of us had just caught fire. These were the days before kids had mobile phones, so we couldn't even phone for help. To find help, we would have had to just run aimlessly in random directions and hope we found someone out there walking their dog or curb crawling for rentable flaps. And when you or your friend is burning to death, time is of the essence. You'd think by the time you're an old man, everyone would have a bit more common sense. But then again, what the fuck was wrong with that old Irish farmer that chucked Rihanna's video shoot out of his field because she was flashing her tits? Why would a mature farmer gentleman not want to see a stunning 24-year-old Baps? There's two possibilities. One is the internet. He could have been so eagerly anticipating Rihanna's arrival the evening before that he'd been up all night frantically masturbating at photoshopped images of Rihanna and similar looking gaping Bayesians online. And he was afraid that any more trouser punishment would result in penile trauma or profuse bleeding from the tip. You know how it goes. He starts off innocently enough listening to one of Rihanna's songs on Spotify, decides to check out her website, clicks on gallery, starts scrolling through the photo shoot, and before you know it, he's on the shame train, frantically typing her name into three different pornographic search engines simultaneously, and it's all downhill from there, like a sweaty sledge ride. That's the first possibility as to why he threw her out of his field. The most plausible one. The other possible reason as to why the farmer wanted a topless 24-year-old Rihanna off his land is because there's treasure in them their hills. Little did Rihanna know that she'd strayed from the field designated for the video shoot and into a different field, scattered with landmines and hidden bunkers filled to the brim with Nazi gold bullion. And what a dent that would have had in her career, much as people like Rihanna. I don't think her career would be the same if she tripped on a landmine and blew her fucking torso off. Just imagine that. It freaks me out when you think about absolutely horrific things that could physically happen to you. 
losing your own torso probably isn't even the worst thing that could happen. Think of how ridiculous that statement is. Losing your own torso probably isn't the worst thing that could happen to you. What do people worry about nowadays? Getting beaten up, getting stabbed, getting shot? That's nothing within the realms of possibility. How about getting human centipeded? How about getting cannibalised? Think of all the torture techniques that have actually been done to people. Like the rack, designed to dislocate every joint in your body. Ah! Medieval sawing, where you're hung upside down and sawn from the groin to the brain. And what about the head crusher? where your head is put inside a vertical clamp that is slowly screwed shut. Your teeth shatter into your jaw, your eyes pop out, and then you're left to enjoy a slow and agonising death. (laughs) Fuck that. One thing's for sure, these torture methods can't have been thought up by the people actually performing the torture. Nobody is going to suggest sewing someone in half knowing that you're actually going to have to do it an hour before going home for your dinner. No doubt these torture techniques would have been thought up by some wee twisted one-eyed pervert with a jet black parasol and a wonky dick. Some guy that's just been dealt a rough hand in life and is angry about it and he wants to take it out on somebody. There he is, cooped up in a wee darkened gimp chamber somewhere, drawing pictures of people getting chopped up and mutilated in different ways. His little notes say things like... Once his arm has been twisted off, display them in front of him on a bed of tweel. Or, use a rusty blade to flay the horse's skin off, but only once you've welded onto her the iron mask of protrusion. Just think of the poor sods that have been told to carry out this new torture method for the first time. They'll be thinking, I don't know if it's going to be piss, shit, blood or vomit, but I'm going to be covered in three out of the four by the end of the day. They've probably had the most absurd discussions right in front of the person they're about to mutilate. Like, I've just been handed instructions for this new torture technique we've to use on this woman, but I can't read this guy's handwriting. Are these toasting hot pliers to go straight into her bum, or are we supposed to pry it open for the red hot poker? Because I thought the red hot poker was for her genitals, but now I'm not so sure. When I go near her genitals with the hot pliers, they're bound to curl up like bacon from the heat, so I want to be sure beforehand. Should I pop upstairs and ask Benedict? And while all this is going on, the person that it's going to happen to is in the same room listening to the whole thing. There can't be many things more terrifying than that. Maybe more terrifying would be if you weren't aware of the existence of giant saltwater crocodiles or great white sharks until you came face to face with one in open water just as it takes a big fucking bite out of you. That's when the fun stops, isn't it? Like when one of your childhood friends did a BMX stunt that went horribly wrong and shit got real. You don't fully appreciate how bendy your body was as a kid. You'd see your mates have accidents where their head buckles over on the concrete at a 90 degree angle to their neck and their legs go somersaulting after them like a giant scorpion tail. Your spine can't do that at 30. You're bending in ways that make your body look alien. And when you see it happen right in front of you when one of your friends does smack the concrete, you are positive that that kid's dead. I mean, you've seen those fail compilations on YouTube. Half of these people should be paralysed, jumping off roofs and shit. But as it turns out, 14-year-old Eastern Europeans and drunk bitches seem to be invincible. 
Or at least they could take one hell of a blow to the cranium. That's one of the main fears as a guy. That a situation could quickly escalate and you could get knocked out and you're unable to protect yourself or your missus because you could just get blindsided and there is nothing you could do about it. You could be Hong Kong Fooey, you could be Jet Li with a bazooka, you could be motherfucking China O'Brien. If you don't see it coming, there's nothing you can do about it. I seen a guy on YouTube sucker punch and knock out an armless man. The man had no arms. And the surprising thing about this is nobody else in the video batted an eyelid. Like it was happening to this armless guy all the time. Did you see the armless Johnny get knocked the fuck out again last night? Did he? What's he like every week? Man, that is fucked up. I can only hope that that armless guy eventually gets a pair of robotic steel arms, like the arms of Optimus Prime, and then fucks that guy up. Like, he just smashes through the guy's front door with these big robotic piston arms and smashes the guy through his own living room wall like the Terminator and just fucking ruptures him, leaving him there in a pool of his own blood from internal injuries. Then, the robotic arm chap could walk into his kitchen and systematically mutilate all of the guy's pots, pans and kitchen utensils, like a two-pronged attack. Not only is he getting payback via Metal Justice, he's also inconveniencing the guy. Once he recovers from his injuries, he's going to have to make a special trip to Argos in order to replace everything and to be able to cook dinner again in his own home. That's the weird thing about getting inconvenienced. It can make you just as mad as something very serious. You just get that instant surge of rage. The number of times I've pictured bludgeoning a random member of the public that's inconvenienced me. It would look like a fucking saw montage. I'd have a bloody stump at the end of my wrist where my fist used to be. Boom! Kicked down the escalator. Neck snapped. Boom! Dragged from their car and beaten with a crowbar. Head trauma. Boom! Stabbed with a broken bottle of Ryokan Tesco. Give us your club card points, you dick. Actually, to be fair, my local Tesco is quite ghetto, so it would probably be the staff doing the stabbing. I asked one of the staff if she could unlock the changing room there so I could try on something from the clothes section, and she looked at me like I'd just rubbed a dog shit in her kid's face. And since she looked at me like that, I'd be more than happy to rub a sloppy turd in the wee bastard's face. If she's treating a complete stranger like that when she's at work, imagine being married to that woman. Imagine being her kid. Not only would you have dog shit all over your face, but you'd probably get launched through the air with a shin kick for squeezing too much tomato sauce onto your plate. If I was a kid, I'd be buggered. I couldn't hack it there. I have tomato sauce in about 90% of the meals I eat. But I reckon that percentage would drop substantially if the only kind of tomato sauce in the house was Heinz Easy Squirt. Do you remember when Heinz came out with bright blue, purple and fluorescent green coloured tomato sauce for kids? I tried it, but when you finished your dinner, your plate would look like a crime scene photo from Pat Sharp's Fun House. Dear God, Fun House. That Fun House set, all those retina-burning primary and secondary colours must have triggered epileptic fits up and down the country on a weekly basis. It looked like the hang-me-down set from Ronald McDonald's first-ever snuff movie, McFucking Pounder. But what can you do? Kids love all those bright colours. As you get older though, bright primary and secondary colours become a bit more sinister. Have you ever walked past a tower block or through a housing estate and they've tried to make it less intimidating and run down looking by having bright red, yellow, blue or green sections to it? It pretty much has the opposite effect of what's intended. Before, when it was just run down looking, you may have been slightly concerned about getting jumped. But when there's bright primary colours about, you know you're getting opened up by something rusty. And not even a knife. 
just something rusty that's been lying around in close proximity, like half an old rusty baked bean tin or something. What a way to go that would be. The police would have to follow a trail of arterial blood mixed with bean juice just to find your corpse. But there you go. We're all going to end up as corpses someday anyway, I suppose. And when you get down to it, it doesn't really matter how your corpse is found in the grand scheme of things, because you'll have checked out by then anyway. So here's an idea. If you know that you're on your way out, if you know that your time on this earth is coming to an end and you'd like to leave an impression, just pop a treasure map halfway up your arse. Leave a wee memento. You know? Thank you for listening. Please forward this comedy nugget onto your friends. The more the merrier. The more the merrier you wizards of all that village. Created by Dylan Rankin. <laughs>